Today is December 9th, 2023. Welcome to Read Through the New Testament. And guys, I have a uh, a guest with us today. He's a repeat guest. Can you say hi? Hey. Do you know who it is? Who are you? It's David again. <laughs> yeah, my son David. And he's joining us uh, for the podcast. So... Uh, we are reading the second half of Mark 13, um, again, where Jesus is talking about his coming. Um, there's going to be no doubt when Jesus comes, he's going to come uh, with full display of his power. And then we're going to read uh, 2 Corinthians chapters 4 and 5, where ta- Paul talks about his, his difficult ministry. So here's Jesus talking about uh, uh, the signs of the end when he comes. Mark 13, 24. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learns its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things take place, you know that he is near. At the very gates. I truly say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. So we need to be ready for the return of Christ, even though we do not know when he's going to come. Um, but yeah, Second uh, Mark chapter 13 just speaks about the, uh, the signs of the return of Christ. Okay, now we're going to Second uh, Corinthians. Um, Paul is going to be talking in uh, chapters 4 and 5 about his ministry um, about his perspective on that and the ministry that he has, ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's con- conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to guide them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. 
We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believe, and I so spoke, I believe, and I so spoke, we also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he will, he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Okay, so if we're just looking to summarize um, th this chapter, uh, verse 1 speaks well, we do not lose heart. Uh, even though we're afflicted and even though we're struggling, uh, we still, verse 16, we do not lose heart. So Paul doesn't lose heart in his ministry would be a good um, um, a good summary for you all. And there's lots of truth in here in terms of the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers that they might not see. But we just preach Christ and uh, let light shine out of the darkness and trust that God will drawing, draw his own to himself. So there it is. We do not lose heart. Okay. Uh, chapter 5. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on we may not, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Yep. We see twice he's groaning in verse 2 and verse 4. That's a key when things are repeated. Listen for a repetition. Verse 6, So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage. Here he is. He's, he groans, but he's of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to understand those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. If we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, 
that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who love him might no longer live for themselves, but for him but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Yeah, verse 15 is a great verse. It just speaks about understanding when Christ died for all, for all of us, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So that's the life of a Christian. We don't live for ourselves, but for him. And that's what Paul's talking about in his ministry. He's just pouring himself out. He's groaning, but he is not, as it said, um, discouraged, but he is of, of good courage, persuading others to follow Christ because it's worth it. And from six, verse 16, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. And all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us, and this is a ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. That is Christ, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Some translations there say, we beg you, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, so just even summing up there, just Paul's talking about groaning, and yet he is of good courage and seeking to persuade others to be reconciled to God. That would be a, a good summary right there. All right, well, David, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure. All right, we will see you all in class on Tuesday. Bye-bye. See ya.